BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Gideon Georgia will hand off on the wing right side. Block will send out to Gideon. Big three. Got it! Gideon George for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now, here's your host, Cleon Wall. Tonight, the BYU Cougars take on the San Francisco Dons in the last game of the regular season and the last game at the Marriott Center for two seniors. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. This is not how the Cougars wanted to be playing coming into senior night. BYU was on a four-game losing streak. They've lost seven out of their last nine games. Mark Pope hasn't been happy about this season, and his players have not been happy with the way they've been playing prior to the start of the West Coast Conference Tournament. And now they're going to take on a team that beat them earlier in the season. The Dons have also won three in a row coming into this contest. Let's be honest. The Cougars are not trending in the right direction as we get ready for the tourney in Las Vegas. But one win could turn everything around. All they need is just one win. Think of it as the spark that leads to a fire, which leads to a bigger fire. I mean, you get the idea. That spark could be tonight. If BYU wins against San Francisco, they will lock up the fifth seed in the WCC tourney and won't play again until Friday. I'm sure the Cougs would like to be the higher seed over San Francisco and possibly play against an opponent that they've already beaten this season. One victory could give these guys just the tiniest boost of confidence heading into that next game and possibly subsequent games in Vegas. It could mean that these guys believe in themselves again. They've had so many close games against good opponents but have just come up a little short. One victory could dispel that notion that they can't win big games. It could remind them that good things happen when they play free and easy much like they did coming into the WCC season. All it takes is one victory, one spark. And you'd think two of the guys that could provide that spark will be the guys playing in their final game at the Marriott Center. Rudy Williams and Gideon George will be honored tonight with their families. So let's add to the honors by playing a few of their highlights from this season. Jump hook with the right hand over the left shoulder. No, gets the rebound, does George, and then can't save it in beneath the basket. Now he does, and scoops and scores off the window. A little reverse flip for Gideon George. He has all four for BYU. Side steal by Rudy Williams. Rudy, the drive, sprint, and score. Runs inside the arc left side. Left corner, Gideon for three. Good. Gideon George, ten points. And the Cougs weather the current storm. Rudy for three in the lead. He got it to go. Gone. Rudy straight away. Terminates and goes right corner. Gideon. Pull. Fire. Score! <laughs> Williams. Left wing to Gideon. Open for three. Pull. Fire. Score! Gideon George is 4-3. 18. Rudy. To the free throw line again. Man on his backside. And again. Scoop and score again. Rudy Williams does exactly what he did moments ago. Richie Saunders will send in to Rudy. Down to five. Down to four. They don't foul. Down to three. Rudy for three. Good! As the Cougars end the half! Rudy Williams will only play one season in the white and blue. And even though the season has had its ups and downs, he's enjoyed his time as a Cougar. Here's my conversation with the basketball nomad from Canada. Can you believe how fast this season's gone for you? Uh, honestly, I always think about it, and like at the same time, the season has like blown by really fast. 
it's also been like really long, you know, and it's been like a journey. Kind of divvied it up into like, you know, the preseason and then that first semester. And then we came back after Christmas and then um, we started conference play. So I kind of did, it was like three different seasons in yeah. one. So, uh, you know, it's been really long and, you know, I'm sure everyone's beat up, but it's also went by really fast and, you know, but I've had fun, so I can't complain. How close have you been able to get to your teammates? I mean, this is going to be your first and only season here with BYU. How close have you been able to get to these guys who are your teammates here on the BYU basketball team? Uh, I would say I've gotten pretty close because, you know, I have no choice but to see these guys every day. <laughs> you know, we're on the road, we're on the plane, we're in buses. You know, so, like, I see these guys more than I see my family. And, you know, we built a strong relationship as, like, a whole. And then I have pretty good relationships with, like, pretty much everybody individually and stuff, you know. Like, uh, me, Dallin, Jared, and Parker, our strength coach, our assistant strength coach, we play video games. Like, we play Fortnite together a lot. Uh, we'll also go out to eat a lot in small groups and stuff. And, like, you know, me and Gideon, we always get haircuts. So, like, you know, I have just a relationship with everybody. And, you know, I've just gotten close with every, every guy, you know, over the last six, seven months. Okay, who's the king of Fortnite? Tanner Toulson. I forgot to put Tanner in there. Tanner Toulson really? is the best Fortnite player. Okay. okay. Yes. Where, where do you fall on that, that <laughs> in the rankings there? I am the worst Fortnite player. <laughs> I'm just the guy who's complaining and nagging and, you know, I'm the cancer to our team pretty much. <laughs> hey, but at least you're there. At least you're there. Hey, you know, there have been some highs and lows this season. You kind of alluded to that. If you had to, like, talk about the overall season, how do you think it's gone for you, in, as I said, in your one season here at BYU? Uh, it's been, it's been a, I could say, I would say, you know, it's been a, a learn, a lesson learned, you know, of like never get too high, never get too low. Because obviously, like you said, we've had our ups and downs, but like, you know, there's been great moments where I've been super high and then there's been, you know, moments where I've been super low and I'm just like, dang, you know? So I, I could say that was the lesson I've learned throughout the season, but like, nonetheless, I, I'm grateful for it all. You know, it's helped me become a better player, a better person, teammate, all that, so I don't know if this is a lesson you learned, but you started early in the season, then they asked you to come off the bench. What has that experience been like? What what have you learned from that experience about coming off the bench? And it's not like you're any less valuable just because you're coming off the bench, because you're still playing a lot of minutes, you're still scoring points too. Um, you know, it, not much has really changed for me. I, I said this earlier one time. The only thing that's changed is that they just don't say my name at the beginning of the game. <laughs> but, you know, I kind of look at it as a plus because I get in super early in the game and all the starters have ran up and down for two, three minutes and I'm fresh. So me personally, I, I was never really too mad about it. And uh, I liked it and it showed my versatility as a player and it showed like, you know, who I am as a person, like selfless enough, you know, 50 or senior to do, be able to do something like that and not have an issue with it. So I'm not... Uh, it's fine by me. How tough has it been for your team? You're on a four-game losing streak. You've been so close to winning some of those games, though. How tough has it been on a team where it's just like, man, we're putting in all this work and we're just not quite seeing that W in the, you know, at the end of the day? Uh, you know, it's been tough, but uh, Coach and the rest of the staff has done a good job of you know, just making sure that we always come to the next game, the next practice, the next film session with uh, you know, a clean heart, a clean soul and all that. You know, we kind of just wipe it off. You know, we understand that, you know, we may have fell short a couple times, but, you know, we got to move on to the next thing. There's no there's no need for extra baggage and worrying about what happened the last game or the last play. You know, you just got to have a next play mentality and a next game mentality and a next day mentality. So, How nice is it, though, that you're coming up on your last game and you get a week to prepare for that last game? Uh, it's been pretty good. You know, we're going to have about three or four good prep days of practice, and um, – We'll, we'll definitely be prepared. You know, it's our second go around with San Fran. So we know what we got to do to stop them and what we got to do to come out on top this time. You know, they have two talented guards, and, uh, you know, we got to just stop them because last game we didn't, and 
we'll be ready for them on Saturday. On the other hand, you did have a really good game at San Francisco, at least when it comes to scoring points. You scored 28 points. Are you kind of like, I'm not sure I'm going to, are you thinking to yourself, I'm not sure I'm going to repeat that, but kind of licking your chops like, yeah, I, I, I want to play against San Francisco again. Uh, yeah. Um, the way they guard, it was kind of easy for me to get in the paint and, you know, for me to finish at the rim and make plays for my teammates. So uh, hopefully I can reproduce that on Saturday just with a winning effort this time. And um, if it's more points or less points, I don't really care as long as we come out with the W. It is your last game at the Marriott Center. You're one of two seniors who's going to be playing in this game. Uh, are you looking forward to the atmosphere and fans and all that coming up in your last game here at the Marriott Center? Um, yes, you know, I will probably take my fair share of looks in the rock, you know, because I'm probably not going to see it again in person, at least playing that, that way. And, um, you know, I'm going to soak it all in. You know, I'm going to leave it all on the floor. The fans, even like I said, during the highs and lows, they've always been supporting us and they've always showed up every game. So, you know, I'm grateful for that and I'm going to take it in one last time. Any family, friends, anyone like that coming to your last game here at the Marriott Center? Yeah. Uh, so my mom, my brother, and then my younger sister, they're all going to be in town. I think they get here on Friday. So that'll be fun. You know, my mom, she's seen me play this year when we were up in Bahamas, but she hasn't seen a game in the Marriott Center yet. So... I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them to see that. What, have you told them anything about what's what's being prepared like for before the game or, you know, being honored before the game at all? Uh, yeah, they know there's going to be like a little presentation and they're going to have to walk out and stuff. So, you know, they're ready for that. But um, I'm just more focused on the game right now. I don't really want to have too many distractions because at the end of the day, like it's we got to win. That That's priority number one. So is it hard not to think, though, about getting a little emotional because it is the last home game and your family's going to be here? Do, how, how do you prevent from getting a little bit too emotional and just saying, hey, we still got to play a basketball game? Uh, I guess I would just say, you know, I can't think too much of it. You know, I, I am grateful that my family's going to be here and I'm grateful that it's, it's going to be my I get to play in the Marriott one last time. But at the end of the day, I just have to realize that my first priority is winning a game. So I got to do that. Okay, last question here for you. You mentioned you lost to San Francisco. What do you think the key is for this game to be able to come out with a W, have a little bit of momentum going into the West Coast Conference Tournament? Uh, I would just say, you know, just limit their guards. You know, those two guards, uh, Shabazz and Roberts, they're, uh, they're pretty dynamic, and um, we're just going to have to limit them, you know, hold them under their average, and just gotta make it tough for them all night. And I'm sure, you know, playing in the Marriott Center is going to be a, a difference maker for them too. So, Rudy, thanks a lot. Appreciate you, boss. Thank you. Wish more people called me boss. Of course, the real boss is coming up next. That's what, that's when we're going to head to the Marriott Center for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Cleon Wald with more Cougar pregame live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. The last time this regular season, Mark, let's talk about the seniors first. I've appreciated the hustle on and off the court work by Gideon George and the moxie of Rudy Williams. What are going to be your memories, or lasting memories, I should say, of Gideon George and Rudy Williams, whether on or off the court? I love those two guys. I mean, I... I really appreciated that Gideon came back this year, and I think he's done a lot for this university, and the university's done a lot for him, uh, both on and off the court, and his his great work uh, back from where he's from and the, with the shoe drive, and it, it's, it's really impressive. He's an impressive young man, super talented, super athletic, and, 
you know, offensively, I don't think the year has gone what he anticipated or maybe any of us anticipated. I think he'd be, I thought he'd be a little more effective scoring the basketball. But even when he's not, he's really engaged. He plays super hard. He's a great defender. He's rebounding. And he's making the team better. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm going to miss Gideon. And I love Rudy. I mean, Rudy's just a tremendous guy. If you're able to get to talk to him, he's just a fantastic man. And, and I, I hope this has been a good experience for him. I think... Uh, probably again he might have expected a, a different uh, experience on the court not to say he's had a bad experience I mean he had some amazing games and he's a huge contributor to this team and I think is going to be a huge part of any success from here on out but uh, I, I hope he's satisfied with that and uh, and has enjoyed his time here because it's been really fun to have him if but for a brief time so always uh, a lot of emotions and you know, it's amazing to me doing it all these years, Cleon. You know, you, you, you lose guys and you love them, and, and you're like, how are we going to replace these guys? And then another awesome group of guys comes in. So it's a, it's a never-ending turnstile of really quality young men who are devoted to this game and to this university, and it's it's really always sad to see them off, but I'm excited to see what those two are going to accomplish in life because they're, they're tremendous people. I asked Rudy about keeping his emotions in check because his family's going to be here in town, and it's their only game they're going to see him play at the Marriott Center. And, and he kind of gave me the reason why, but is that easier said than done? When you know this is going to be your last game, when you know you're going to be honored, how easy is it for you to keep those emotions in check and actually just go out and play a good basketball game? It's impossible, well, at least <laughs> for the first couple minutes. I mean, you're so jacked up as it is anyway, and then – you know, if you got all these emotions and you get your blanket and everybody's, you know, it's a, it's a special moment. And then you got your family here, especially for Rudy to, you know, for them to be able to see him play. That means a lot to kids. I mean, that just means I, I can't imagine. I got my, my parents were lucky enough to live in town here and got to see every game. But I, you imagine if your parents only got to see you, you know, once in a great while and, and in this environment. So it, it's going to be hard to rein that in. But. Once you get playing the first couple minutes, you're, you're just playing. And you're, that's what you've done your whole life, and that's what he'll, these guys will do. But uh, it's an emotional time, and, and it's special to play in this building, Cleon. It really is. And the great fan support we have here and, and this university, I mean, it, it, it meant the world to me, and I know it means a lot to these guys. And uh, so, yeah, you're going you're gonna to want to play well on senior night. You just want to. I think the only free throw I ever airballed air, air in my <laughs> basketball career was on senior night. You know, it's just like you just want to do so well. But these, these guys, they'll do just fine, but there may be a couple nerves up front. I think every senior night you want to see those seniors play well in their last game. And, of course, you want to see them leave with a victory. But, you know, just watch. The person who comes up big tonight will be like a freshman or a, a sophomore or an underclassman. Richie Saunders seems to be bring a lot of energy every night when it comes to defensive rebounding. He's hit some key shots, too. Who's Traore seems to bring it every night. Yeah, he's only a sophomore. Which younger guy do you think could be the big difference in this game? Hmm, that, that's a good question, and I think there's an opportunity for a lot of guys. But, you know, obviously, Foose is super consistent, Had a great, you know, has a great game against San Francisco. San Francisco is a team that – great perimeter oriented shoot a lot of threes and BYU probably dominate in the paint and of course Foose is that guy so uh, I expect him to have a, a really nice game and uh, you know you don't need a lot of other guys but one of those whether it's uh, 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 Dallin uh, or Richie uh, one of those younger guys on the guard line needs to have a good game and Dallin's kind of due he's struggled a couple games and Richie 
uh, you know, hit some big shots in that St. Mary's game from three. And if one of those guys could have a nice game, that would really help because San Francisco's so good on the perimeter. You're going to need Rudy and Gideon and Dallin and Richie and go down the list. The, your per- perimeter guys really need to step up and play, uh, particularly defensively, to, to limit what San Francisco likes to do at the three-point line because they shoot a lot. They're really good at it. They make a lot of threes. That's what they do. And so you've got to be ready to defend that three-point line. You talked about the consistency of Foose. He's averaging 13 points and about eight, eight rebounds a game, which is more than his freshman season. Did you notice him taking any big strides from year one to year two, or is it just a natural progression that he took on a little bit of a, I don't know about a leadership role, but a, a knowledge that he needed to score down low and be that guy down low? Well, there was a leadership void on this team with Alex Barcelo off, and I think Foose has done a nice job. I don't know that he's a real vocal leader, but just – the way he plays and what he plays with confidence and he gets you a bucket when you need it. Uh, so I think he, he plays a leadership role just by the way he plays on the floor. And, and you know, he, he had some kind of injuries that slowed him down at first. And he, I, I don't know that he's been 100% healthy this whole year, but he, he's just a tremendous player. And, and his ability at his size, which is, you know, six seven to be generous, and uh, for him to go up against seven foot, seven, six eleven every night, and, uh, you know, he's unstoppable. If you don't double-team him, he will score on you and just creates a lot of problems for the defense. So that, that's so valuable to have a guy like Foose that uh, your team can count on for one and that uh, the coaches can count on. Uh, BYU's kind of struggled with guys that are consistent and you can count on every night, but not with Foose. Foose is one of those guys that's always going to give you, you know, 10 to 15 points and 10 rebounds, and, and that's really valuable to a team. I mentioned earlier in pregame that one win would do wonders for the Cougars tonight. It could lead to good things next week in Las Vegas. I also feel like it, I might have laid it on a little thick when it comes to how much difference it would mean for this team to win one game. If I take seating at, you know, in the WCC turning out of it and set it aside, what would one win mean tonight for this team? Well, I well, I mean, the game, the, the one win is not – important on its own but in context with you know you've lost what four in a row and you really want to be the team that is going into the conference tournament uh, lost your last five games and if you lose you're in in the thursday game and and there's no there's no guarantee you win that thursday game i mean that that's just it just feels kind of uh just negative just to think about it i mean and whereas conversely if you you get a really decisive win you play well here kind of put those losses behind you you have some excitement going in the tournament you get into friday and maybe you win that game and then you start to you know we won a couple in a row and hey we're, we're finally getting it back and maybe you can do something i, I think tonight's game is just so critical uh, not not so much for the seating but just you want to finish this season cleon on a positive note so you can kind of look back and remember yeah you know we didn't have a great year but man we, we finished strong and we feel good about things and going forward in the future if you lose tonight and then you lost, let's say you lost a Thursday, that's the worst-case scenario, obviously, yeah. but that is just an awful, terrible way to end your season, and you're just going to have a terrible taste in your mouth. So a lot to play for tonight. Hey, Mark, we're out of time. Have a good call on senior night. You are the senior – wait. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. Mark, just have a good call on the game tonight. <laughs> Every night's a senior night for me, Cleon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. All right. See you later.
All right, that's Mark Durant. Cougar fans, go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of the, one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations, Big O Tires, the team you trust. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops and also other college sports. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live. Here's Cleon Wall. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the San Francisco Dons. One game has gone final in the West Coast Conference. Pacific beats Portland today, 81-77. to That means that if BYU wins tonight, they are the fifth seed going into the conference tournament. They'll take on the winner of the 8-9 game. If they lose tonight, they will be the seventh seed going into the conference tournament, and they will take on 10th-seeded Pepperdine, and that game would come up on Thursday. The BYU women's basketball team, they lose their second-to-last game tonight against the 18th-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs, 58-51 at the Marriott Center. Emma Calvert scored 17 points to lead the Cougars, the BYU women's basketball team, one more game to go. They will play the Portland Pilots on Monday. That game was rescheduled from Thursday because of problems with Portland trying to get down here to play a basketball game against BYU. Uh, At the Huntsman Center right now, University of Utah hosting the USC Trojans. Just under nine minutes to go in that game. USC has a 48-43 lead in the big sky. Weber State hosting Idaho. And right now the Wildcats have a 20-18 lead over the Vandals. 7.58 to go in the first half. In WAC action, Utah Valley remains on top of the WAC after they beat Abilene Christian at Abilene Christian. 66-62 was the final. Southern Utah, they fall at Sam Houston, 64-57. And Utah Tech, they lose by two points in overtime at UT Arlington, 71 Top 25 action going on right now. 17th-ranked Indiana at 5th-ranked Purdue. Right now, the Hoosiers have a 13-point lead. It is 65-52 with 7.54 left to go in that game. 10th-ranked Marquette hosting DePaul. And right now, Marquette has a 74-66 lead, 4.23 left to go in that game. Number one ranked Houston, they have a 47 to 25 lead over East Carolina that game at East Carolina. There's 15-16 left to go in that game and second ranked Alabama beats Arkansas today 86 to 83. Well, that's going to do it for my portion of Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we'll send you to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Gregor Bell. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. And for the final time in BYU's 12-season tenure, as a West Coast Conference member, we welcome you courtside inside the Marriott Center. 
on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah for the Cougars' 2022-23 home finale and WCC Swan Song. As tonight, the conference tournament seeding is on the line as BYU hosts San Francisco for the last time in league play. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel. I'm sitting alongside my broadcast partner since 1997. The beloved former Cougar hoopster Mark Durant. And Mark, when we started this together, we were calling games in the WAC. Then came the Mountain West Conference and later the West Coast Conference. And as we prepare to embark on the uh, broadcast journey that will take us to our fourth conference in the Big 12, it's time to bid farewell to the WCC, a league that gave BYU hoops and other sports, of course, a home amidst major realignment reshuffling 12 years ago. And although it has been an up-and-down grind for the men's basketball team, the BYU Athletic Department as a whole has enjoyed great success in this conference. But the Cougs are moving on and, yes, moving up. Now, BYU had to do what they had to do, and if you have to do something, might as well do it in a great conference like the West Coast Conference where it has some great cities to travel to. We've enjoyed our time. It'll be interesting to see how history treats this 10 or so years that BYU's been in this conference, and obviously it won't be kind to BYU because they didn't win the conference, but Gonzaga's just been that good, and BYU just couldn't put together a team to overcome what Gonzaga's been able to do, but that's not to say BYU hasn't had some very good teams and some great players and some great memories in this conference. And I'll look back at it fondly, but certainly looking forward to the future and what that holds. But I, I want to finish this season and this conference season strong. I want it to be a positive finish, a positive mem- memory for these guys. And, man, it starts tonight. you got to get this win tonight, Greg, and then get a little confidence, go to the tournament with confidence, with, with optimism, with you know maybe a little motivation, and, and maybe, you, maybe you can win some games in the conference tournament. I, I want a positive ending to the West Coast Conference experience in toto but for these guys i want them to have a good positive finish to this year my pregame conversation with byu head coach mark pope is coming up next as the zions bank cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the marriott center on the new skin byu sports network This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU in San Francisco tipping things off. Just after the top of the hour, BYU 6-9 in league. USF, USF is 7-8 for BYU. A win would meet in the five-seed at the WCC tournament and the preferred path through the championship bracket. The loss, BYU would be the seven-seed. This after Pacific defeated Portland and Stockton this afternoon. Uh, USF can do no worse than the five with a win. Dons can move up to the four if they win tonight. And Pepperdine beats LMU later tonight. Time now for my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope. Presented by Zions Bank for the support you need to power forward. Zions Bank is for you. And Coach Pope tonight talks about taking on a USF team on a roll. Dons have won three straight. And just played one of the wildest, most entertaining games of the WCC season two nights ago against Portland. USF brings some firepower into Icy Provo. Yeah, this backcourt and, and uh, Williams off the bench are three incredibly explosive, super talented veteran, veteran guards that are, you know, can can go get buckets on their own whenever they want them. This league has a number of teams with dynamic backcourts, and USF is certainly one of those. You just said. yeah, they are. They absolutely are. And, uh, you know, they just are coming off a game where those guys all shot really, really well and made tough shots down the stretch to get the win. It's a good team. They're a three-point heavy team, uh, one of the top teams in the country in three-point rate and percentage of points scored on threes, and they were kind 
kind of that team on Thursday at 16 threes against yeah, Portland. Yeah, and they're, they're starting backcourt in the last five games is averaging over eight each. And, mm-hmm. um, and their starting five is shooting four or five or six a game. And so um, they're really effective from the three-point line. They shoot it really, really well. They take hard shots. They take dangerous shots. Um, they're not a huge assist team, uh, but they're a terrific isolation team. Do you look at having to counter a certain amount of three-point volume uh, when you play a team like USF? Um, we just got to figure out a way to guard it. Um, you know, we, we'll, we'll play the way we play offensively. Um, you know, our guys need to stay with themselves and protect the ball and, and work hard to earn good shots for each other. And they can actually against this team if we just protect the ball and play with force and play off two feet. Um, you know, they'll be in a drop uh, ball screen defense, which gives us an opportunity to get in the lane every time. And then it's just our decision making once we get there. And so, you know, we'll try and play the way we play. Okay. Uh, this is a senior night game for BYU. And uh, Rudy Williams, one of your seniors, along with Gideon George, will get the starting nod tonight? Yep. Um, you know, two just extraordinary young men. And we're super grateful for everything they've done for us while they've been here at BYU and hope that there's a lot more basketball for them. It's pretty conventional that seniors do get starts in a lot of situations, but is this the kind of thing where you could roll with Rudy if he's got a good game and take this into Vegas, or is it just kind of a one-night thing? Um, I have no idea, actually. <laughs> we haven't thought much past tonight. Okay. Uh, there are some, some things on the line for both teams tonight relative to seeding, uh, and you're probably focused less about that than you are the game itself, but that is this time of the year. We need to worry about those things. Yeah, um, I think the whole league is, is, you know, everybody can move a spot or two. Um, for us right now in the place we're in, it's like it's been all season. It's just a matter of us you know, trying to figure out how to play a little bit better. So we're more concerned about that than we are about seeding. It is, important. is it important to you to take a springboard game into the tournament, or is it a whole new season once you get to Thursday, Friday, worry about it at that point? Or is it the kind of thing we're like, let's get one tonight here? Well, I think I'd like, I'd, like, I'd like our guys to walk off the floor feeling a W before they go into the tournament. But, you know, I think everybody wants that. Um, but, but once you get to the tournament, it's a fresh start, and, and you just have to go. Everybody has the same challenge to go in the tournament. they got to go win their first game. And so that is a new start. But certainly, you know, you like to walk in with as good mojo as you can have. End of an era, as it's the final WCC game on this floor, and it's a senior night game with a big crowd. Hopefully, it's a special night for you guys. Yep, and like I said, it's it's really special to be able to commemorate these two really incredible young men who've done great things on the court and incredible things off the court. And so, super great for them. Coach, thank you for the time. Good luck in this one. We'll talk to you post game. Thanks, Chief. That's Mark Pope leading us into tonight's Keys to the Game, brought to you by your local Ford stores. BYU basketball is built Ford proud. Mark Durant, what are your keys for BYU against USF? In that first matchup on the hill, Greg, BYU outscored S, uh, SF in uh, 36-20 in the paint. So really nice job there. But San Francisco scored 21 more points from the three-point line, 14 more points from the free-throw line. So my keys tonight are pretty simple you got to stay within two or three threes. That's what San Francisco does. And then you have to be right around the same number of free throws. If you could do that, then you're going to dominate the paint and you'll win this game. Great time. And this reminder to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next, live from the Marriott Center in Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. We are live inside the Marriott Center on senior night. Fans and teammates giving a home court send-off to Gideon George and Rudy Williams as the Cougs tonight play their last ever WCC regular season game, seeking to stop a four-game slide since Mark Pope became, became BYU's head coach. Now the Cougs have never lost more than four in a row. BYU's last five-game losing streak came in the final five games of the 2004-05 season 18 years ago. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant with you for play-by-play and commentary. Our studio host is Cleon Wall. Our coordinating producer is Terry South. Control board operators Corbin Radford and James Finlayson. Our BYU radio engineer, Barry Squires. Broadcast intern is Caleb Hatch. And you are listening to us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's been an interesting season for BYU. A win over a top 25 Creighton team, a win over Utah, a seven-game win streak at one point. But four last-minute nail-biting losses against nationally ranked Gonzaga and St. Mary's. The Cougars showing they can play with anyone in the WCC. But along the way, there have been mystifying losses. And conversely, they've shown that anyone in the WCC can get the best of BYU. But Mark, the Cougs could use a real springboard of sorts after four straight losses. And tonight, well, has to be the night. Uh, It's hard to say that a a team that is deciding the fifth or sixth or seventh seeds in the tournament is a big game. But... As far as BYU is concerned, as far as I'm concerned, this is a huge game. It's just a massive game, and it's going to kind of determine how BYU, this team, how these guys, these players that have worked so hard all year, how they finish their year. And they've just got to win here at home uh, against San Francisco. If they don't, that's five in a row. You go into the tournament playing Thursday night. I think you you kind of said to yourselves, well, we're just going to pack it in at that point. But if this team comes out and plays hard, gets a nice win tonight, Gets off the snide on those losses. You go to the tournament, maybe with a little bit of hope, with a little bit of confidence, get a a win the first night, Friday night, then you're feeling really good, and then something can happen. But it's got to start tonight, Greg. It can't start Thursday night for BYU. There's just no – there's just – it's not going to happen if it's Thursday. And maybe that's too rough on these guys. But you got to get it done tonight. This is your first game of your tournament. Coming up after the break, we'll hear from USF head coach Chris Gerlifson when the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Provo's Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back courtside to rejoin Greg Rubel. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. BYU in San Francisco meeting for seeding. Tonight's winner can do no worse than the five seed. USF could move as high as the four. BYU with a loss would be the seven seed next week in Las Vegas. BYU has played 30 games this season, and the Cougs have been competitive in really essentially all of them, uh, BYU, pretty much all of them uh, to this point. BYU's had actually leads at some point in 29 of the 30 games. The only game BYU trailed wire to wire the loss five weeks ago today at San Francisco. The Dons were in control throughout and were led by 30 points from Tyrell Roberts. Two nights ago was a 30-point outing for Khalil Shabazz against Portland. He's on a roll, and his role started with a 21-point game against the Cougars last month. A short time ago, I asked USF head coach Chris Gerlifson about the Dons riding those senior guards, Roberts and Shabazz, down the stretch. It's a, a very comforting feeling as a head coach to be able to look out on the floor and see those two guys out there and um, especially at the end of games, end of halves. Um, they consistently have just performed and made big plays for us uh, down the stretch, knock on wood, and 
um, just a pleasure to coach both those guys. Really uh, happy with the way that they've been, not only for themselves, but for the program. They've been great examples for the rest of the guys. And both in games and in the phase of the season we're in, it's winning time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, those are two guys that are about the right things. Um, you know, we're excited to be here tonight. Obviously, this game has a lot of significance, both for BYU and ourselves. Um, but these are the kind of games you want to play in as a coach and as a player. So um, couldn't play in a better environment than this. So we're excited for the, for the challenge tonight. We last chatted five weeks ago tonight at your place. Uh, you were two and five. You, you started one and five, got a win, and then bounced, and then followed it with a win versus BYU. Got on a nice little roll there. A little spate of losses against good teams, mind you, and you've since recovered with three in a row. What's What do you like best about the way your team is playing in this three-game win streak? Yeah, sometimes it's all about kind of finding your stride and hitting your rhythm at the right time. College basketball is a weird game, you know, and, and it's a – very cyclical thing it's a thing of uh you know emotions and runs and um so for us to kind of be able to hit our stride this time of year as we get ready for the conference tournament it makes me feel good as a coach uh we're just excited again to just have another opportunity to get better you know tonight against a really good good team okay uh byu comes in sliding a bit they've they've lost four straight uh what do you see from the team you scout tonight I mean, they're a dangerous team. You know, I have all the respect in the world for, for Coach Pope and, and kind of how you go about his business as, as leading the program and a lot of quality players. Obviously, it's a different animal playing here. I think they're a little bit different playing at home than on the road. Um, Got to try to really take care of the ball, limit second-chance scores, try to keep, keep you guys out of transition as, as we know the fans can really get into the game here. So um, it's a great challenge and one that we're looking forward to. There's only one game all year in which BYU did not have a lead. It was the game at your place. Playing in front is a nice way to go about things. Uh, absolutely. I, I would love every game to be like that, as I'm sure every coach would. But we know it's going to be a dogfight tonight, and we're expecting BYU's best punch, and we're going to give you guys our best as well. It's the end of an era for BYU. After 12 seasons, final WCC game on this floor. What's the significance of that um, that you hope to maybe capitalize on from your standpoint and what you think BYU might uh, maybe lean on from theirs? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I'm, I'm disappointed to see BYU leaving the conference um, just because I've seen so many good players and got to coach against so many good players here uh, competing against BYU. So I'll, I, as a coach, I'll miss that competitiveness and uh, miss the players and the coaching that we've been able to face and obviously wishing you guys all the best as you move the greener pastures but um, the league's not going to be the same without BYU and appreciative again for just all the chances to compete. Okay, Appreciative for you and your time. Thank you and the best of luck to you and your team as you move forward. Thanks again. Thank you. Alright, BYU and USF coming up. That's USF head coach Chris Gerlison. More of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show after this on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and USF straight ahead. Part of a four-game nighttime slate in the WCC. One game already final. It had a bearing on the stakes between BYU and USF tonight. Pacific defeated Portland 81-77 in Stockton. So Pacific's already done at 7-9. USF is 7-8. If they were to lose tonight, they'd be 7-9. If BYU were to win, they'd be 7-9. Three-way tie, BYU wins. They become a five-seed. Either way, uh, WCC kind of shaping up, Mark, uh, like it could be the most competitive WCC tournament we've seen when things ultimately do tip off on Thursday. We hope BYU's not playing on Thursday, but it could be interesting this year. 
Well, no surprise, Gonzaga, St. Mary's at the top, but but Gonzaga's shown some weaknesses, and St. Mary's has been very good, but I, I think is is beatable. And you got, then you start talking about Santa Clara and LMU, who are really good this year. Maybe that one of those teams will win it. And uh, like I said before, if BYU wants a chance, I think that it starts tonight, and you have to get a big win against the Dons, who took pretty good care of you on the hill a couple weeks ago. Mark mentioned St. Mary's Gonzaga. The Gales have already clinched a share of the WCC crown. They play in Spokane tonight. If the Zags win, those two teams split the WCC championship. It would come down to net to determine who's the one seed and the two seed there. If St. Mary's wins tonight, they would, of course, win head-to-head, and they'd be the one seed outright going into Vegas. And it seems to me that St. Mary's, at least before tonight's game, was ahead in the net. So I think they would get it. So who knows, though, with all those kind of numbers. Yeah, right now, coming into today, St. Mary's a 7 and Gonzaga a 10 in net. So a lot to be determined tonight. And, of course, uh, it will determine the 1-2 at the top. Both those teams with a triple bye to Monday of the week following. All right, final word before tip-off is coming up next. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. center mark you alluded to it in the pregame and our keys to the game but games against usf can sometimes turn into three-point shooting contests and uh that's a dangerous game to be in with the dons they hit a season high 16 threes two nights ago you think you'd get a break with uh, bouye going uh, graduating last year but uh, tyrell has been excellent and of course shabazz is terrific when you've got senior really good guards you're in trouble and it's going to be a real challenge for BYU because that's what, that's what San Francisco does, right? They shoot the three. They make a lot of threes. That's how they win games. If they do that tonight, they'll win. BYU's got to stop that. Cougars have had their nights from three, but as Mark Pope said in the pregame, uh, better to guard it well as opposed to hope to outshoot USF from the three-point line. All right, we've got tip-off and starting lineups coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar tip-off show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. I'm a professional mom, and I mean business. 